Another strong effort from Marc-Andre Fleury and a dominant possession time effort for the Minnesota Wild leads to another win, this time by a score of 4-2. to two. Let's break it down. Our Lockdown Wild postcast starts right now. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Welcome into another Locked On Wild postcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Minnesota Wilds pick up a 4-2 win over the Ottawa Senators, and the Wild are now 3-0-1 since an 0-3 start to the season. And we saw a nice building off of effort for the Wild in this one tonight after beating the Montreal Canadiens 3-1 on Tuesday night. Uh, a return to form, we called it, for the Minnesota Wilds uh, in that game. We now see them build off of it with another strong effort in this one tonight. Uh, the Wilds, out of the gates, uh, end up building a first-period lead. They uh, they get a special teams goal. They play great defense. They dominate the second period. Now, the Senators did make a charge in the third period, as you'd expect, and the Wild were able to ice it and seal the win. Uh, and, you know, just right on down the checklist. Special teams getting a goal. Secondary scoring. Kirill Kaprizov and the top line doing their thing. And Marc-Andre Fleury and the defense, a return to form in this one. I want to start by talking about Marc-Andre Fleury, who, again, was great in this game. And back-to-back starts uh, against the... Canadians, a team that we said, you know, maybe not there yet, but they are going in the right direction. They're going in the way they need to go, and they still have plenty of good players. Uh, so the Wild able to take advantage there, picking up a quality win on the road. And this Ottawa Senators team was off to a great start. They had won four in a row, and a team that uh, was really good and was really dominating um, in a lot of secondary metrics. And so for this wild team to come out of it feeling like they left some things on the table and yet they still end up with the two-goal win, I think is good because you got to give a tip of the cap to the opposing goalie tonight uh, in Forsberg, who I think was a huge reason that this was not a more lopsided game than it was. Uh, the Wilds, in all of the... Um, all the possession time that they had ended up having a ton of good looks right around the net, and Forsberg had to make a ton of very difficult shots to uh, come away with just the three goals allowed and to prevent this team from really taking control of this game. So both goalies, I thought, played well. A stat for you for Marc-Andre Fleury over his uh, recent resurgence. Marc-Andre Fleury has stopped the last 18 high danger chances that he has faced this uh, this season. So 18 straight high danger chances that Fleury has uh, stopped. Uh, he looked, I think, again, decisive in net, and he looks way more calm in net over these last two games. Now, he did have more of the sprawling saves in this one tonight, but with the need for them, with the amount of traffic that was in front of the net and uh, had the one 
that he was able to sense was sliding off of his, uh, his right pad had the sense that it was there. So he looks and he's able to keep it out. Uh, he had a couple of other, that amazing glove save to uh, stop the Senators with a uh, really good look right in front of the net. Uh, the two goals he gave up, wild killer Alex Debrinkat gets the, uh, the first one. And that's a tough angle on that shot up high. Maybe he ends up being able to get, um, maybe ends up being able to get it, but just reacted a little too late. And so, you know, that one, that one's on flurry, but it didn't end up being one that cost the team really anything. And the other goal that was given up the five on three for the senators late in the game in which you have a couple portions of the three wild penalty killers behind the net. And they come out from behind the net to play the puck on the left side of the zone. Senators do a really good job of moving the puck to the other side, and there's really nobody there in front. It's it's easy in a five-on-three to get uh, swung out of position if the opponent is really moving the puck well, as the Senators did. And so that was just a quality move by the Senators on that goal. But other than that, Fleury was really good, and especially in the third period as the Senators ratcheted up their intensity and their pressure, Fleury was at his best. And after a slow start, to say the least, uh, Fleury has been really good over the uh, the last, you'd say, three games. And the Wild have won two of them, and they lost the other in overtime. So those things that we were not seeing at the beginning of the season have calmed down. Uh, the defense has been much, much better the goaltending has been better, and you know, you, you look at the other positives to take from this game tonight is that the Wild just, th- that Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and Freddie Goudreau line throttled the top line for the uh, the Senators. I know plus-minus is, is not the best metric for, uh, for how to gauge how a team does, but the fact that Ottawa's top line in this one was collectively minus three each, uh, was in no small part due to the efforts of Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and Freddie Goudreau as the center, winning draws, winning puck battles um, around behind the boards and around behind the net to sustain possession. A lot, if not most, of the uh, wild roster that played tonight did a really good job of just out-hustling, out-working the Senators for loose pucks and for puck battles to keep possession alive and to add additional chances uh, that the uh, the team was able to get on the net. So those are the things that uh, just weren't happening at the start of the season, and now you're starting to see them more and more frequently. And it feels like if you look at the design of this team, it feels like each line that is currently out there has somebody that can win those types of battles. For instance, on the Kaprizov line, you've got Freddie Goudreau who can do that. Uh, Zuccarello is not afraid to do that. Kaprizov is not even afraid to, uh, to do that on that top line. On the Boldy Rossi line, you've got Marcus Foligno, who is maybe the best on the team at that. And so he offers protection to Boldy and Rossi and can keep possession alive. 
You've got Jewel Erickson Eck, who, again, is very adept at that with Brandon Duhame and with Ryan Hartman. Uh, Hartman, another player that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But you just you have these lines that just have somebody that can help keep possession alive and can allow for additional chances. And I think that's why we have seen such success from these new looks over the last couple of games, is really being able to continue to sustain throwing pucks at net. Throwing pucks at the net, above all else, gives you the opportunity for rebounds, gives you the opportunity for goals, happened on the Kaprizov goal, a tap in right in front of the net. And, you know, again, just a quality win by this team over a quality opponent in the Ottawa Senators. And it was looking bleak to start the road trip based off of the early season results. But now two games in, three games in, correction, and 2-0-1 on the road trip leaves you a lot to feel good about. Now, two very difficult games coming up, as we'll touch on uh, for tomorrow's episode. But it, it definitely feels like this team has their identity and their swagger back after that dreadful start. So those are really good things that we like to see. And uh, this team is going to continue to fight and continue to battle on a nightly basis. Minnesota Wild win by a score of 4-2 to two over the Ottawa Senators. They are now 3-3-1 three, three, and one on the season. We will continue our Locked on Wild postcast talking about some of the other things. We'll talk Ryan Hartman kind of getting back on track. We'll talk about Matt Dumba as well. So a lot to come as we continue our Locked on Wild postcast after this word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new NBA season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every single game, every big matchup, everything you could possibly want. And as always, BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including the World Series, the NFL, MMA, boxing, golf, the NHL, the NBA, you name it, they've got it. Don't wait. You can start live betting right now and head to their website or use your mobile device to learn more. All at betonline.net, where the game starts. Minnesota Wild pick up a win over the Ottawa Senators by a score of 4-2. to two. Now let's talk about some key moments in this game as well as some things that are going to need to be cleaned up. Um, late in the game, the Senators get a power play courtesy of a high-sticking penalty from Matt Dumba. You can't take a penalty at that point in the game. And if you look at the replay, it was Dumba that initiated the high stick. You just, you can't do it. You cannot do that in that critical of a moment. The Wilds are fortunate that the Senators also decided, and I think it's the right call, decided to go empty net so they had a six on four because they scored a two-man advantage goal earlier in the game, so why not try to take advantage of that yet again? But a little too chaotic at the top of the zone, and as a result, the Wild are able to get an empty netter that seals the win and um, and just 
ends the game at that point. If the Senators were able to get a little possession time just to kind of cool down a little bit, to calm down, and then maybe you go to the empty net to, uh, to try to give yourself a look. But then again, the Wild dominated in possession time and zone, zone time all night. So I suppose there was no reason for the Senators to think that uh, at that time in the game they'd be able to sustain something of more than uh, 30 seconds. So you got to take your chance right there. And so, again, I think it was the right call. It just didn't go out of his way uh, in that regard. But you've got Dumba taking the penalty right there. And then you have Matt Dumba taking a retaliatory penalty uh, against uh, Tuchuk that negated a wild power play uh, in the third period. So still have some of those head-scratching penalties. Now, to be fair... There were a couple, I think, that were not called on the Wild, but you can't count on that. And Kalen Addison, for I think the first time this season, maybe showed uh, a little bit of over-eagerness in, uh, in getting called for a couple of penalties himself. But in Kalen Addison's case, he has built up enough solid play this year to where you look at a night like tonight and you just say it's uncharacteristic of, uh, of what he has brought to the table because that power play one might be one of the best in the entire NHL. And I know they only got the one power play goal tonight, but in a couple of other instances, they looked really good. We're moving the puck. They had a ton of really good opportunities, just couldn't quite cash in. And we're seeing it now that the Wild are trying to, as much as they can, use power play one as their base. Uh, There was an instance in, I think, their third, I think it was their third power play in which they had a uh, pretty extended zone presence on the Ottawa side of the ice, didn't come up with a goal, and then the uh, the centers were able to clear it. But the Wild kept Kirill, Matt Boldy, and Matt Zuccarello out on the ice. They brought in Jared Spurgeon and uh, Marcus Foligno. So it looks like maybe we're starting to see signs that the Wild are just committed to that being their their main unit and that they may rotate players in um, in a couple of spots while keeping most of the core of that group intact. Something to keep an eye on as we go forward. But, you know, these these are the types of things that we are more than okay with doing is just the little nitpicking uh, after wins as opposed to pointing out all the things that went wrong after a loss. And so it's stuff that just, you know, weird bounces happen and doesn't go your way. And so then you, uh, you come back at it the next day. Now, as mentioned, busy weekend for the Wild here uh, with a couple of games. They will head to Detroit on Saturday. Then they head to the very strangely resurgent Chicago Blackhawks on Sunday. And so uh, we will have you all covered for those as well. Again, our uh, episode tomorrow will uh, mostly be a look at the Detroit Red Wings and the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, make sure to keep an eye on that. But ultimately, Wild pick up a win here tonight. Thanks to good defense, great goaltending, and uh, again, some clutch goals, a clutch goal on the power play, and more brilliance from Kirill Kaprizov. All good ingredients in uh, typical wild wins. So uh, thank you for tuning in. 
for our postcast here this evening and make sure that you are checked in for each and every Wilds game here throughout the season by following along with Lockdown Wilds. You can follow us on your favorite podcast platforms as well as subscribing on YouTube. So make sure you do so you don't miss out as we guide you through the rest of the season with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.